The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne up in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, the 19th of January. Here we had a look over nine Premier League games taking place on Saturday and Sunday, the 21st and 22nd. And joining me uh, from somewhere in Nottinghamshire uh, is the always late uh, Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? Evening. Always late. But I am going to point out that your what? admin is also absolutely crap. Well, so, no one's disputing We know that. what time we're recording every night, which is fine. Yeah. I, I, I could be here for 10 o'clock and I'm not. Um, but I only ever get an invite to this this event like five minutes before it's happening. Right. So, you know, Hang on. And what's the wrong song with that? Just, just, just put it out. I mean, you could put one out for Sunday now. And, and it's there and then it's in my calendar, you know what I mean? And, um, sometimes, I, you know... I like to that, get more organised. No. So if you put it in my calendar, I'll turn up on time. Uh, when you start doing that, doing that, and, and send an invite earlier than five to ten, then I'll I'll turn up at ten o'clock. I think that's fair. No, that's just a terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> the timing of that invite changes nothing. It's one click, which you, because you're sitting down at your station on your sitting down at your ironing board in time. Somebody else, somebody else might have booked some something else in with me. You know. If you haven't put him, but again, contact, that's got yeah. nothing to do with me sending the thing over, has it? It's poor Malcolm. Just, just sure, yeah. don't agitate us, Baz. I'm, uh, I'm unimpressed with you. Um, as of yesterday, Baz, um, I am the father of a teenage daughter. So, um, any you, you haven't got a teenage daughter? I mean, yet, I don't you? have any advice, no, because mine's still. 12. No, you. You're well, a couple of months behind, aren't you? Much, yeah, she does behave very much like a teenager. So you immediately, I've said that, said teenage daughter stuck her head around the door with a face like fury. So I think this yeah. is what I'm going to have to put up with for the next seven years. Have you not been um, putting up with that for the last year anyway? Because I have. Well, that's it. I think I think like 11 is the new 13 now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so we'll have to see. It was, uh, we had we had, we had eight, one meltdown before she left for school yesterday morning. So that was within within sort of 40 minutes of everybody getting out of bed. So it doesn't bode well for the next thousand years, uh, or the next seven years. There you go. Um, so happy birthday, Betty. Go away, leave us alone. Happy birthday, yeah. Correct. Um, okay, so on Sunday, we previewed a couple of Premier League games that took place. Well, there was one last night, Palace Manchester United, then City Tottenham's finished about 20 minutes ago. Um and then also we went a little bit um, off the beaten track. I took some FA Cup stuff. Pretty much, I think, juiced out. I did all right. Um, I gave out three picks. Accrington v. Boreham Wood was postponed, leaving me two, um, which was Wolves, big dogs at 3-1. to one. They played okay, but couldn't score against Liverpool 
lost one nil. And then I gave out Luton Town to win at Wigan at plus 145, uh, which the duly obliged with a 98th minute winner. Um, so yeah, a little um, 45 point uh, or 0.45 profit there if you followed the two. In the Discord channel, when I saw the team news as well, I really like the look of Bristol City away at Swansea. They were three to one. I put Bristol City up back them. Um, the game finished 1-1 and Bristol City won it in extra time. So close but no cigar there. And then you went across to Italy, Baz. Um, yes. For the Supercopper, well, I think. So you went across to Italy. It was at a neutral venue, wasn't it? It was over in Saudi Arabia again. Oh, was it? Um, same as the Spanish Super Cup the other day. Uh, yeah, I took the over 2.5. Um, it was just, we didn't go into it massively, but uh, we just wanted to fill our Sunday show with a few midweek midweek picks. And uh, we went over to Italy. We picked out the 2.5 goals. Uh, it was absolutely cruising. One goal in. I went 1-0 up after 10 minutes. 2 nil up. 21 minutes uh, and then made us really, really sweat. It was about 77 minutes when the <laughs> third went in. 3 0 Inter uh, and a win to start the week. Uh, it was a good, good one. Yeah, happy with that. And then, so Wednesday and Thursday, the two Premier League games. Um, I won one, lost one. You lost one, won one. So again, nothing really to report, actually. I sort of, everyone uh, returns to square one. Um, the first game, I was really pleased with myself. The Palace against Manchester United game finished 1-1. Um, Man United scored near half-time, uh, Bruno Fernandes. And then a uh, really good goal, really good free kick from Elise right at the death, 89th minute. Um, and I liked how I saw we talked about uh, Manchester United. Everyone was really sort of getting their panties in a bunch about Man United. But they just, they've beaten a lot of bad teams at all. As it happens... Um, they probably could have won last night. In fact, we were a little bit unlucky not to both cash. I took the under two and a half goals, which never really looked in doubt. Um, say the equaliser came in the 90th minute. Um, so, yeah, I, I was over the moon with how I'd kind of read that one. You were unlucky. You taking Manchester United on the money line. So, without yeah, that yeah, goal, was... we, we both would have cashed. And they probably, they probably could have won it, but it was just that they, they were on the road. They'd won one nil at, Man- at Wolves, sorry in their only away game since the resumption. Um, and I thought they, they were a little bit vulnerable. And um, I think there's, there's three things, Paz, here that when we're reading games. The, the first one is to read it right, which is what we both did, I think, last night, uh, on Wednesday for that one. The second thing is to find the right bet. Um, because we've said before, you can, you can see how the game's going to pan out. That's often difficult, especially if it's a team like a, a strong home team against a weak away team. You know how the game is going to pan out. It's, it's finding the right bet within that framework. And then the third thing, you need that little bit of luck because even when Palace equalised last night, Manchester United then went nuts for the last four minutes and made a couple of half chances and probably could have robbed me. So you do need that little bit of luck to come down on your side. And that was the bit that, he, that avoided you because you did read it right. I think you did find the right bet and then you just didn't get um, number three, the little bit of luck that you need. Yeah, a little bit unlucky because I'd have hit three from three with the Italian game, uh, tonight's game. And, and as I say, I feel a bit unlucky having, having trebled the, the three picks that I made. Um, got away from uh, from getting a lot. So, yeah, it happens. But again, from a, from a personal point of view, as a Newcastle United fan, Man United dropping points, I'll take that. No no problem at all. So it's a bit bittersweet, really, from from a betting point of view. It wasn't good, but at the same time, you look at the league table and, and it looks better than it would have done for from our point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we moved on tonight. Manchester City 4, Tottenham 2. This time I lost. I took 
Um, Manchester City half-time, full-time. Um, you took Manchester City minus one and a half, so um, you live by the Easy, little bit it? of luck and you die by the little bit of luck. Well, if anyone didn't see this game, only finished a little while ago, I had fuck all idea what was going on in this game at any point. Um, nothing happened in the first half. Um, the Discord channel, mainly led by me, was just complaining how sort of boring and broken both teams looked. Tottenham are boring, no question. Manchester City didn't look like scoring. And then in the 43rd minute, Tottenham scored twice and were tuned up at half-time. A mistake from Edison. And, but Tottenham didn't look like scoring before that. So it was 2-0 Tottenham at half-time, completely out of the blue. 20 minutes after half-time, Manchester City were 3-2 up. Again, completely out of the blue. And then Man City won it for you, Baz. You took Man City on the handicap. Yeah, they won it for you in the 91st right. minute, so... But yeah, what a weird game of football this was. I still, I've got no idea what to make of this. I'm not good enough. If someone wants to tell me how I, <laughs> what, what I can take from this going forward, um, I've got no idea. But yeah, I mean the, the two two nil at half time. You're looking at that score and thinking, how is this two nil at Spurs at half time? It's, I mean, Man, Man City, as you say, didn't look like scoring, but they had all the possession and all the endeavour. And again, there wasn't any intensity from either teams at all, was there? Spurs were just happy to sit and let City come onto them and. City didn't really, um, didn't create anything clear cut, did they? It could have done with De Bruyne on the pitch, possibly might have made a difference. Um, a, a couple of WhatsApp groups, there was a bit of chat at half time saying he's got to bring De Bruyne on, the crying out for De Bruyne. Yeah. I said, he's, he's got this habit, if, if they're losing or it goes wrong in that first half, Guardiola will stick with it. He'll leave that team out and he does it, does it. And I don't know if he's saying to them as a confidence thing, look, I trust you to get this back, or if he's just not prepared to admit he's got it wrong and he wants to sort of be a little bit stubborn about it. Um, I said, he'll leave it, he'll not make any changes. And uh, someone said, oh, well, let's see how that pans out. And 10 minutes later, he <laughs> found out exactly how yeah. he wanted it, didn't it? So such a quick turnaround. Um, and Spurs were never never in the fight, second half, were they? Um, more pressure on Conte. Said at the weekend, I think Conte will will be a candidate for, for walking if he doesn't get backed in the transfer window and, and it doesn't look like getting a top four or anything he'll not stick around he'll, he'll get a better offer elsewhere and he'll, he'll, he's got no loyalty to Spurs as he's gone in no, he doesn't give a shit no. so a big, yeah. big, uh, big transfer very very mercenary I mean yeah, I mean, you could say there might be a few to say well you know Tottenham showed a little bit they were tipping up at half time but really it's completely and utterly against the run of play like, yeah absolutely um, and they never start well. They, they struggled. I mean, that's two days, uh, two games running. They were outclassed at the weekend against Arsenal, and eventually um, outclassed tonight um, in in really quite bad circumstances. Because you get two 0 up, you just got to sit for a little while, you know. Uh, try and get to an hour and see what happens. Well, by the time they got to an hour, uh, they were toast. So yeah, Tottenham still not doing anything for me. Um, we've got a nine game slate of Premier League action to come to. Once I've told you about WinBet the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Win bet active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here as well. Um, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up and receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100 limited to state availability. And if you hit the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that Baz and me sent you there sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash 
NNBET. Office of Dictator Change. Teas and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. I listened to Sean and Ryan um, this afternoon covering a couple of the NFL playoff games, Saturday's games, um, the Eagles and the Giants amongst others. And they had an ex-player um, who played for both teams on Brandon, someone or other. It's a really, really good show. They're out in Vegas broadcasting live from the from the Blue Wire studios. I had the privilege of, um, of chirping in on a show out there last September. But yeah, the show was really good. Um, the picks are really good. And obviously one of them's an Eagles fan and one of them's a a Giants fan. So the rivalry there is real this weekend. So if you do get a chance, get across and um, listen to some of that NFL content. Um, I've got one lifestyle issue. Baz, do you want to, uh, do you want to humor me for, for, for a minute or two before we move on to Liverpool Chelsea? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I came in on Monday afternoon about 3 PM, right? Not to bear with this. There's going to be some sound effects, not sound effects, but there's going to be some noise in a minute. Um, our pantry, is pantry a British word? Will the Americans know what a pantry is, Baz? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think they'll get it. I think they'll get right. it. It's so got some yeah, like food in it. No, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah store cupboard in it. Our pantry, yeah. if in terms of shite for the kids to eat, is incredibly well stocked, right? Like, it's, it's when I was a child, I couldn't have dreamt to have a pantry like that, you know? There was sort of one <laughs> Kit Kat a week, you know, there might be a packet of rich tea or something occasionally the odd bag of crisps I mean it's incredible in there there's, you name it it's in there right and then of course you can move across to the freezer where there's a drawer dedicated to magnums blah 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 it's all there um, so I came in fancied a bag of crisps bars, and what I had a hankering for was a cheese and onion crisp so I head off to the pantry all the crisps are in there you name it all the crisps you could possibly think of and this bars is what I picked out can you see this? An empty pack of the crisps. No, it's empty now because I ate them. But all what right. flavour is this? Salt and vinegar. It's the right answer. Salt and vinegar. So I was so I had a look around, rummaging around, and then right at the bottom, luckily, I found this buzz. Stroke a look again. This is full, you might notice. What flavour yeah. is this buzz? Cheese and onion, surely. Salt and vinegar. Hey. Here in lies the problem, Barry. What is? I mean, give us a fucking. Job. And can I just point out, this is the same company making these. No, you know the snack right people like the, yeah. like your Ladsfull sort of, uh, like your Aldi. They're not a bad crisp actually. They're, I think they're the little own brand. But what I mean, I mean, you need, why to, can't you we... need to describe each packet to those who aren't watching on the live stream, which is the vast. Oh yeah, that's true. Sure. And then, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm just ranting. Um, so this bag, salt and vinegar, the one I ate, was it's a green packet. Cheese and onion come in a to come, to come in a blue packet. This one that I've got here is in a blue packet, is also salt and vinegar. So as a society, Baz, we've landed a man on the moon, Baz, a long time ago. Yeah. Why haven't we decided what colour packet on, salt and on, vinegar on, and cheese and onion come in? I mean what what's your what's your thought? What would you? Well, I mean, uh, if you went back in the old days, Malcolm, they, traditionally, cheese and onion was green, wasn't it? Going back a long, long way. When we I would say it, cheese and onion was always green. That's what I went for immediately. That's why they've been that, that changed, didn't it? Walker's crisps come along and and changed all of that a long, long time ago. Um, so uh, you need to be a bit more vigilant. That's that's on you. That 
I don't think it is on me. Oh, it should yeah. be obvious. Because you have to hold up all the other... If I held up like a maroon bag of crisps, what flavour are they? Maroon? Yeah. Bacon? Are we talking? The correct talking? answer. Yeah, you know. Very salted. I don't know. No, smoky bacon. You're right. If I had the red bag, you know they're ready salted. Um, what other bags do we have? Pink yeah, pink prawn cocktail. Pink. My glamorous yeah. assistant chirped in over here. So yeah, that was it, Baz. I just think as a society, we can uh, we can do better. Well, before um, we quickly so, move on, I've got one. Bit yes, oh, just very quickly. Oh, good. A, Patrick will be loving this. Patrick died for the pics. We haven't. We've, we've rushed the intro. <laughs> yeah, this is just for you, Patrick. Tonight, but I am going to throw two minutes of uh, of uh, my lifestyle today. I've, I've been <laughs> vegan. Oh fuck! And I don't oh, like vegan. I don't. I've got no time for vegan. So I'm, a, I'm an accidental vegan today. All oh, right. Deliberate about this. It happened by chance, and I meet with everything. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As you know, I've been on the old Hello Fresh and the Gusto box. Oh, not again! So look at what you know. Pick a few recipes. They come in a box, and I just picked a recipe I, I, I thought sounded nice. So, so I went with it. I went to work today. I went down the canteen. Soup and a roll on offer on a Thursday. One pound for a soup and a roll, Malcolm. That's all right, isn't it? In Mate, you can't spend your money. Yep. Carrot, carrot and coriander. Yeah. Wasn't great. No, but you know, paid no. a pound, so that, that'll do. So that was that was fine. No, no thought in that. Just had me bowl of soup and off I went, and uh, come home and I had me knocky stroganoff tonight. With oh, crispy okay. Garlic mushrooms, and it yep. was only when I got to the add what would normally be cream. And I realised what they'd sent was a, a carton of oat milk, and I thought, oh, yeah. "Oh, yeah, this is a vegan option, isn't it? They've got they've took all the dairy out of it. They've absolutely done me. I didn't notice it. So I've been an accidental vegan for a day, the day, and I, I don't like vegans. And, and uh, the rest of the day, you haven't had. A, have you had a bit of milk in your cup of tea or out? Or I don't have a cup of tea, Malgam. Just water, don't me. you? So, so no, nothing. I, I did have to think about what else I yeah. had. Uh, and I don't. I haven't had any snacks or chocolate. Or nothing. I think I've been a, a vegan. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm all, I'm all right with that. I don't I, like um, I'm getting straight back on the meat tomorrow. I would bad, double meat. up. We'll have a bacon sandwich. We'll have a chicken curry for tea, and we'll have yeah, some kebab for dinner. Kebab chaser. Got to make up for it. So, yeah, that's my lifestyle for the day. Let's that go was on. good. Oh, Malcolm. Well, hang on. I'll just chip in then. then I'll, I, um, I went to Greg's today and tried to uh, level up me up. I, I really wanted to get a donut or something, but that's my free one already bagged. So I can't get that because that you would send me back to zero. Sorry? Switch it off. You can switch it off. Uh, but if I'm buying everything in scanning, it was complicated. Yeah. So I just went without, which isn't a bad thing, you know. So I, I, I upped me, me sandwich and me pasty are right there now and a cup of coffee so they're all right there I've got me donut that's safe you know it's like uh, I'm, I'm taking that so yeah not long but in the next couple of weeks it's going to be time um, okay sorry Patrick football bets here we go <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a look at Saturday and Sunday so we're, yeah we're a bit of normality this week after the uh, nonsense the sort of hangover from the World Cup and Christmas and everything um, it's taking us till the 21st of January till we get a kind of normal slate of games. There's nine games that we're taking um, a look at this week. The 10th game is on Monday night. Um, so we're going to leave that until Sunday. Uh, so nine games for us to look at. Lunchtime is nominally a big game. Um, although at this moment in time, uh, it's a little bit shit. Uh, 12.30 kickoff, which is 7.30 Eastern time between Liverpool and Chelsea, 
where Liverpool are the 11 to 13 minus 117 favourites. The draws at 11 to 4 um, plus 275, and Chelsea are 16 to 5 plus 320. Um, so Liverpool beat Wolves in the Cup on Tuesday night. Um, and I saw quite a lot of Liverpool fans wanting him to sort of keep with that same team. Um, the young lad in the middle of the park, um, Bajetevich, is it? Apologies for butchering his name. Um, Harvey Elliott. But the, I think he'll make the unpopular move of going back to Henderson and Fabinho, who he'd left out at the time. Gakpo came in, still looking like he's acclimatising. Um, they were incredibly bad against Brighton last week, like stunk the place out, so... Whether there'll be a response or not, I do not know. Chelsea rode their luck, beating Crystal Palace 1-0 last weekend. Um, Chelsea um, um, have signed everybody. Uh, they've signed me, Baz. I'm assuming they've signed you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah, so everyone signed for Chelsea. They've signed two more players tonight. On top of that, Ukrainian Mudrik for whatever it was, 80, 90 million um, They've signed a can't name off the top of my head now. Starts with an N, comes from Eindhoven. Um, another, just another attacking, attacking uh, midfielder, a wide player. They've signed absolutely everybody. This is really, I thought Liverpool have won six out of nine at home. Chelsea have won three of their ten away from home, losing five. I think Chelsea have got more problems than Liverpool. Um, they've still got. A little bit of Stardust, Salah, um, maybe Gakpo. I've taken Liverpool on the money line. Quite a simple start, Baz. Minus 117. They're just big enough for me to take. Two teams out of form, but I just think Chelsea have got more issues. I disagree. Um, no, no. I've got, well, you know, you, you, you made a good case for your form. I've, what, I'll start by pointing out my... My view, when I'm handicapping a lot of these games now, I think we've got enough form post-World Cup to go off, which I just find so much yeah. more relevant than looking back across the whole season. Because um, we're now looking at teams having played four or five games and, and it was a, such a long break. It is almost a separate season. In, in yeah, form, yeah, isn't it? yeah. So, um, you know, I am looking at, at most of my things. You'll probably hear me on quite a lot of the podcasts talk about post-World Cup or since the break because that's, that's what I'm focusing on more. It's not to say we don't look back and, and look for trends further back, uh, but I do think it, it's, it's got a bit more relevance. So, um, I mean, Liverpool, have, you know, two two defeats on the bounce there, uh, conceding three in each of the last two games. Um, they did beat Leicester and Aston Villa, but they, they also conceded in both of them games. Um, they've now failed to keep a clean sheet in the league since mid-October um, I think it's eight games since they last kept a clean sheet which is, is very poor now I, I th- think for that reason I, I can see Chelsea scoring um, and then Liverpool just aren't they're not looking like you know they're not scoring as freely as they were previously Chelsea defensively aren't that bad um, they, you know oh, since I the break they've come they out They've won two, lost two, drawn one. They've only conceded three goals in the five games since uh, since the break. So, you know, again, looking at recent form, not not that bad. I, I know they lost, they led in four against City in the cup game, but they did. They kept City down to one goal. Fulham scored twice against them. They kept a clean sheet against Palace, clean sheet against Bournemouth, which is easy enough for anyone in it. Um, and then I'm having a look. 
No, no, the, the conceded four. Sorry, Forest did did put one past them, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. It's it's two game, two teams who are struggling to find form, um, and for that reason, I, I had more of a lean towards the sort of the value side of Chelsea, um, and I'm prepared to take Chelsea on the double chance market. So eleven to ten, <laughs> eleven to ten, Chelsea or a draw. Uh, Liverpool won't win this one, so uh, one of us has got a winner here, Malcolm. Guaranteed. Yeah, maybe, but uh, and I know which which one it is. It's going to be me. Yeah. How we um, how we feeling about the term shandy bets for your selections, Baz? That I yeah, uh, I invented that. Works. Winning bets hey? is fine. Winning bets is fine, mate. Shandy bet. Fine. Take take Barry's bet. Drop a drop a half eliminator. Or you can have a bit of lineman if you want, Baz. If you want a bit of lineman, that bet just to take the edge off, you know. <laughs> you want to, you want to be a bit more ambitious than Chelsea or available at sixteen to five, and I wouldn't put anyone off that. I think Liverpool are struggling. They don't, you know, they defensively look a mess, and in midfield they just they look weak. They just, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't think it'll take much to get at this Liverpool team at the moment. Um, Chelsea aren't brilliant, but you know All right. are, they, are they are they better than brighton and brentford well the league table says no but i think they'll be good enough to get something from this game uh, major case pass next one uh, 3 o'clock since the saturday 3 o'clock so we have four of these uh, which is 10 a.m. eastern time kickoff uh, first up bit of a relegation dogfight we've got a couple of these uh, bournemouth against nottingham forest bournemouth 17 to 10 plus 170 the draw is at 21 to 10 plus 210 and Forest are nine to five plus one eighty. Uh, Baz, what have you got for your hometown Nottingham Forest here? Hometown Nottingham Forest. Um, just having to scroll up my list to find this one in the second. Um, I'm all of all of a mess tonight. Like it's been a bit frantic handicapping these ones quite late on. Whilst trying to watch the the game tonight. Um, Forest, Bournemouth now lost six in a row in all competitions. Um, four league games have played. They've conceded nine and scored zero. Bournemouth, easily the worst team form-wise at the moment. Uh, I noticed looking back at Bournemouth's form, they didn't have any friendlies after the World Cup. And I think okay. when I'm looking at the form, you sort of look back and it, you know, you're looking for relevant games and you you sort of disregard any of the friendlies, don't you? And nearly every team had at least one. Some teams had two, three four friendlies during the World Cup. Uh, Bournemouth had nothing. I don't know how relevant it is. It might have no impact whatsoever, but just wonder whether that's added a little bit to their rustiness if they didn't have anything at all. Just come straight back in. I mean, they were in slightly better form before the World Cup, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've seen a little bit of resurgence in Forest lately, haven't they? They won the last two in the league uh, and they are unbeaten in the last three. Um League wins came against Leicester 2 0 at the weekend. Uh, they also beat Southampton away from home, which was uh, them sort of getting the monkey off their back, weren't they? They had terrible away yeah. form, couldn't score away from home, hadn't won a game away from home. Um, and I, I put them up that week as, as a pick to beat Southampton, and uh, they, they went and done that. So I think that's a, a little bit of a, a hoodoo away, isn't it? That, that that fear of going away and trying to get a win is, is possibly no longer there. Uh, so I think it could be there for them against Bournemouth, who who are in terrible form. I know all of that's got to turn around at some point. Um, but with Bournemouth not scoring at the moment, um, I mean, Forest are the lowest scoring team in the league on the road. Uh, Undes does look, looks like the pick. 
but but it's a bit short at four to six. I'm I'm, I'm going to swerve away from that. But uh, I would have no problem sticking unders in at uh, in, into any Akas or parlays anything like that. Uh, but I'm going to back Forest here uh, to carry on their recent good form. I'm taking them. Hey, Shandy bet. Don't draw no bet. Uh, Forest. No, for fuck's sake. Forest draw no bet. Uh, what ten to eleven? Ten to eleven. Okay. Um, yeah, Bournemouth just keep losing, like you say. Forest back-to-back wins, uh, both with clean sheets. I was leaning Forest if I was going to give uh, a side. Um, I just think winning three games in a row in this league is really, really, really hard. Apart from the top teams, not many people do it. Like, like if you can win two games in a row, you're pretty much safe from relegation in this league. Um, so I'm taking a bet here, a, a trends bet, um, which is that Bournemouth have came down both teams to score no five times in a row and Forrest have come down both teams to score no four out of the last five. Um, so that's good enough for me. Um, no on the both teams to score mark. It's 18 to 19, which is a price of minus 105. Next up is, we're staying at three o'clock, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Leicester City against Brighton and Hove Albion, where Leicester are 5-2, to two, plus 250. The draw is similar, 5-2, uh, to two, plus 250. And Brighton are the 11-10 to 10 road favourites at plus 110. Uh, Leicester have lost four out of four since coming back. Um, they're not scoring, they're conceding. Um, they're in a right mess, effectively. Brendan Rodgers looks a little bit bewildered. Um, they're a one-man team, I think, at the minute, and that man's been missing, which uh, causes them a huge problem, James Madison. Brighton, on the other hand, have won three out of the four. Um, their loss was to Arsenal. They were beating everybody. Scored 12 goals in those games as well. Um, Brighton, to me, look like the likeliest winners for at 11 to 10. They're not for me. I still think a lot of what Deserby's doing is a little bit random. Um, so I was torn between two options here, which was a Brighton team total. Um over one and a half at uh, 10 to 11 minus 110. But I'm going to give Leicester a chance to sneak a, either a 2-1 win or contribute to a defeat. Um, so I'll take the over two and a half goals, Baz, at four to five minus 125. Well, absolutely no point in me going over all of those stats again. Um, as you say, Leicester struggling to score goals, conceding goals, and Brighton is goals galore, isn't it? Over two and a half all of the time. Yeah. Over three and a half, eight of the last 11, I think, have been over three and a half. Um, so I'd looked at exactly the same two bets. I considered over 2.5 at four to five, which I think is a great price. Um, but I, I expect Brighton will win this one. And I think Brighton scored two or more at evens is a gift. Uh, I think it's better slightly better value and I just went for the bigger price I think I fancy Brighton to win it um, so if I fancy the overs it makes sense I think Brighton will score a couple of goals or more um, so Brighton to score two or more and I'm, I'm tempted to take Brighton higher I, 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 the, the record for them in, I mean they scored three against Liverpool they put five past Middlesbrough four past Everton even in defeat they put two past Arsenal and then three past Southampton. Scored 17 goals in five games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leicester, Leicester aren't great at the back. Uh, yeah. Two or more evens is, is, is a great great price. I've uh, also just marked, yeah, I'm 
10 at the back, Brighton to score three or more, 100 to 30, four or more is 10 to one, and then push push for the five or more, 25 to one. Just small stakes <laughs> on the bigger bigger odds. Get up the ladder, get up there. But yeah, yeah, the, pick is, is, uh, the pick is, is Brighton. Uh, two or more, add evens. That's that. Okay. One I really so both, this week. both very much on the same page there. Uh, the same, same but different. Um, next up, Southampton against Aston Villa. Southampton fifteen to eight um, home, plus one eighty seven. The draw is at nine to four, plus two twenty five. Villa are fourteen to nine, plus one fifty five. Southampton um, staging a little bit of a revival. Um, it was only Everton the beat last week, um, but you can add Manchester City uh, that two 0 home in the AFL Cup there. Uh, Villa also. Stage in their little revival as well. I think they were looking a bit Leeds last Friday night. Before that, they had a home draw with Wolves. Um, they lost to Stevenage in the cup. So really, I'm not convinced by either team. I don't put an awful lot of stock in either team's revival here. Um, Southampton haven't kept a clean sheet since the 19th of October, which was against Bournemouth. Um, Villa um, got uh, got their win and a clean sheet against Spurs, that 2-0 win, that's kind of Emery's sort of benchmark win at the moment, but they've only kept a clean sheet once in the last seven. Uh, so both teams to score is the pick. A little bit short, three to four, for me anyway, you probably love it, Baz. Uh, minus 133. Uh, definitely a parlay piece as well, if you want to stick this in your acca. Uh, I've picked a little three, uh, a little three fold accumulator for the end of the show, and this will be in there. So both teams to score, uh, three to four, minus 133, Baz. Yeah, a little bit short for me that Malcolm. Um, bit short, isn't it? I mean, same as your last one. You know, I, I went for the value going a little bit higher in taking the evens <laughs> over your four to five. But you know, you you do you. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I looked at similar things. Um, as I say, both teams to score. I look. I mean, it's landed three out of four for both teams, um, and a three to four. Then it's a fair price, isn't it? it, it it's coming up three quarters of the time, and you're getting three quarters of your money. So. Fair price value. Who knows? I I, I just preferred the um, over two point five. So Southampton have gone over two point five three of the last four. Uh, Villa, two of their last four have gone over. But before the break, Villa had also hit four out of four uh, over two point five. Um, so you've, you've talked everything else. I'll just throw my pick out there. We've got evens for over two point five goals here. Um, this is exactly what we said at the top of the show about is getting on the getting the right handicap. And then finding the right bet. So we've kind of handicapped the last two games exactly, yeah, the, same. exactly the same. Yeah. And then found kind of different bets. And it's going to be that um, element number three, the little the little bit of fortune. Um, I mean, both, says, uh, on both of them, though, we could easily cash. Yeah, we could do, yeah. Um, two ones uh, to Brighton and, and a two one either side on, on there. Uh, and we'll both cash both of those bets. So. Yeah, uh, the final that. game, uh, the final three o'clock on... Um, Saturday afternoon is the game that everyone's calling El Sakio between uh, West Ham United and Everton, where West Ham are uh, three to four, uh, minus one thirty-three. The draw is twenty-seven to ten, plus two seventy, and Everton a fifteen to four, plus three seventy-five. I tried to find the price here for both teams to lose, couldn't do it. Baz, uh, what have you got? <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible game, isn't it? As you say, proper. Uh... Bonfire, bonfire, this one. Um, 
Yeah, as you say, I mean, there's lots of reports earlier in the week, wasn't there, that Moyes was was gone. There was, there was yeah. lots speculating on Twitter that he'd already been sacked or or it was coming. Um, so there's there's very much the potential that a defeat this weekend might be the final nail in the coffin for Moyes. Um, he was one that you put out when we talked the sack race two episodes ago. Yep. He said he was around, available around 8-1. to one. He's now favourite to be the next manager to go. At eleven to eight, he was in as far as one to four at one point this week. Wow. Really, really, really went short. Um, so yeah, if he goes, you know, we put out a good one there. So that was that was a good good spot. Um, we're looking at, I mean, two teams in terrible form, particularly since the World Cup. So both of them have come back from the World Cup and lost three, drawn one. So they've got one goal, uh, one one draw each in the in the period both teams to scores come in every game for Everton um, two of the four for West Ham have come in both to score we are now at the point where teams are meeting up for the second time of the season so a lot of these games now we can look back and see how how the reverse fixture went uh, in this one the first game was 1-0 to Everton at Everton's place Um I just found it really difficult. As, as you say, you, you hit the nail on the head with wanting to back both teams to lose because I couldn't back <laughs> either of these teams to win. It's it's impossible. I just it would be a coin toss. Look for it. So so you either go the draw, or you look for other other trends. And I mean, it was hard to find any major trends with West Ham. They're all over the place in terms of the results, but also the overs, the both teams to score, it just seems very very hit and miss with West Ham. Um, so I'm sort of sticking with the Everton form line since the break. They've gone over. Uh, sorry, both teams to score four out of four. I'll go for them to continue that trend, nineteen to twenty, just a shade under evens for both teams to score in this game. Okay, um, so nobody's won here. West Ham drawn one, lost six in the last seven. Everton drawn two, last five. Um, West Ham have lost their last three home games, conceding two goals in every game. Um, which is viable, but it's the opposition that's a concern as well. When you look at that stat and see that the three teams that beat them were Palace, Leicester and Brentford. Um, so, yeah, this was really hard to pick. If the game was in the back garden, you'd shut the curtains, wouldn't you? Um, both teams look happier away from home. West Ham looked happier at Leeds. Um, I am prepared. And also, the part of this was um, my 7-1 to on David Moyes to get sacked. I'm prepared to punt Everton here, Baz. <laughs> um, the... I'm going to take Everton to win 1-0. Um, I've also got the goal scorer for you coming up in a little while. 15-4 um, to 4 plus 3.75. This is going to be the end of Moyes. Everton much, much happier away from what that poisonous, toxic atmosphere at Goodison Park. Um, the poisonous, toxic atmosphere is going to be directed at the West Ham fans, uh, at the West Ham players this week. West Ham are going to crumble. Everton are going to nick it 1-0. So I'm going to cash this 3.75. I'm then going to cash the Moyes 7-1 to get the 9-10 jack during the week. So that's all good. Uh, next up, we go to the tea time kickoff, 5.30, which is 2.30, 12.30 Eastern time. Uh, Crystal Palace against Newcastle United. Crystal Palace, ah, oh, Burlington, Bertie, 100-30, plus 3.33. The draw, 12-5, plus 2.40. Newcastle, 9-10, minus 1.11. Um... Crystal Palace, their only win since the resumption was a 2-0 win at Bournemouth, who everybody beats. And they hung with Man United the other night. Um, didn't really threaten much, um, but they did nick a point. They stuck in, scored a really, really good goal. We haven't commented, Baz, that uh, 
the free kick takers above your shoulder. You can take us through that in a minute. Um, Newcastle missing uh, Bruno Gabares, which is a big miss. Although uh, they'd probably be replaced by Alice at Maximin. If last weekend's anything to go by, Joe Linton will go a little bit narrower and St. Maxim will come straight in on the left-hand side. So, um, not a bad not a bad substitu- uh, substitution to have to, to have to bring in. But yeah, Bruno is a big miss for Newcastle. He's kind of the talisman. Still keeping clean sheets. Newcastle have kept a record amount of clean sheets, uh, bear in mind it's the middle of January, but not scoring as many goals recently. Um, I'm handicapping this game, Baz, exactly the same as I handicapped... Palace against Manchester United 48 hours ago and recent Newcastle games as well. Um, again, it's a little bit chalky, Baz. I've uh, I borrowed a few oh, bets off you. What is going on? Under two and a half goals. Uh, Price is 1.72. That's not that bad, is it? Christ. I mean, I've, I've wrote it down. <laughs> but I've, I've wrote it down and again, I've said it's it's too short for me. Um yeah, you've got a cheek criticising me for my bet <laughs> earlier on. And then you've picked every odds-on shot going tonight. Anyway, that's that's fine. I'm I've just picked Everton 15-4 in the last I'm game, didn't I? I'll let you do what you want to do. But, but you know, just just so you just so it's noted, you, you've got oh, a little bit uh, a little bit short on a few of these. Uh, I mean, I've wrote down a lot of the same same things as you. As I say, I have got uh, Olise on the wall tonight. Yeah. Um, after his... Strike last night against Man, uh, Man United. It was a great goal, wasn't it? It was, I absolutely crack and finish. So, well worthy of a place on the wall behind me. Uh, so, that is his moment of glory. Uh, I'm sure he'll be very proud of that. Um, I wrote down a lot of the same things as you. I mean, we aren't particularly scoring freely. Um, and our defensive record makes it really tricky to be backing overs in these sort of games, isn't it? Because if we don't concede goals, um, you're relying on Newcastle to score three to, yeah. to hit an overs bet. Um, I mean, we did, we have, it depends, certain games we've looked like scoring a lot more than we've come away with. So, I mean, the Fulham yeah. we created, we created plenty. Leicester, we'll put three past them, it could have been six easily. Leeds, it was chance after chance, we could easily have got goals in, in the Leeds game it just never came around but, uh, so yeah I mean I wouldn't put anyone off the unders um, I thought thought it was a, a little bit short myself. but I fancy Newcastle to win I think Palace as you say they've still only won one in six that was against Bournemouth who everyone beat um, you know historically Palace was always a bit of a tough place to go wasn't it they've got a good atmosphere yeah. and a small ground and all that And but they're not in great form at home either really I mean they drew with Man United obviously uh, but before that's Spurs put four past them. Fulham put three past them. Uh, so they are they are conceding goals at home. It's it's not quite the fortress it can be. Uh, so I'd back Newcastle to score here and and go and see Palace going in at the other end. So I would take Newcastle at seventeen to twenty. Um, but I have to go back to my strategy from last week after a roaring success. Yeah, on the corners. The corners. Um, well, the lines the lines dropped, and obviously it, it drops because we're away from home and not not at home. So last week. Um, you know the, the sort of the the line was set at six and a half Newcastle team corner. So we're looking at Newcastle corners only. Last week was six and a half, and we got eleven to ten for that, and we rode that up the ladder all the way. We got to ten, so we, we cashed cashed over nine point five at six to one. And this week the line's lower; it's down down at five point five. Newcastle's average away from home is still over six and a half corners every game. Um, total corners in the game for Newcastle's 
you know, Newcastle away games is one of the highest in the league. It's over. It's getting close to twelve corners a game. Um, so the line is five five point five. Newcastle to get six or more corners at evens uh, will do for me. And again, I'll be riding that a little bit higher, taking them to get sevens and eight. Um, it just it just looks hot at the moment. You know, they, they hit double figures three games in a row now, um, and teams don't often hit double figures for their own corners. Um, so so I've got to I've got to stick with that. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Uh, next up, we head to Sunday. Where the two o'clock kickoff is Leeds against Brentford. Uh, this is a nine a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, Leeds are seven to five plus one forty. Uh, the draws five to two plus two fifty. Brentford fifteen to eight plus one eighty seven. Uh, Baz, lead us off here. Um. Yeah. So since, since the break, Leeds still. Without a win, uh, they lost to Man City, drew against Newcastle and West Ham, and then they lost again to Villa at the weekend. As you say, probably a little bit unlucky. They did. They have. They played well, haven't they? They played well against Newcastle, um, West Ham, and Villa. Really, so probably unlucky to be sitting here without a win since the break. Um, went and scored five last night, didn't they, against Cardiff? Mm-hmm. Um, five two in the in the FA Cup. Plenty of goals in the games. Um, five two last night. Beat Aston Villa 2-1, in the FA Cup against Cardiff, 2-2 Leeds West Ham. So the last four in all competitions have gone overs. Um, they do concede goals, don't they? They've conceded two in, in five of their last six games. So since the break, five of the six Leeds have conceded two goals. Uh, Newcastle 0-0 being the, the, the blip there. Um, and similarly, I'm looking at Brentford on, on the opposite side of that. They put two past Bournemouth. Three past Liverpool, two past West Ham, two past Spurs, regularly hitting the two goals. Um, so I, I thought it was quite easy this one, e- easy for me. I think Leeds are, are leaky at the back. Um, I think it can this be game a, finished four three as well, Baz, when they played at Brentford. I think was this one of the four threes. You may be right. Is a quick look at that? Because um, they, they had Leeds had back to back four threes against Tottenham, and I'm sure the other one was Brentford, where Ivan Tony sort of chipped the keeper from. Five two, Malcolm. Oh right, okay. Yeah, um, five two back in September. Uh, Ivan Tony scored a hat trick in this uh, return leg. So yeah, I, I just think it's got goals all over it. Um, looking at five to four, I'm looking at Brentford goals. I think Leeds are conceding a couple every week. Brentford are scoring a couple every week. Keep it simple. Brentford five to four plus money to score two or more. Uh, I fancy Brentford in the form they're in at the moment, and as long as Ivan Tony's still there, you know. He's who knows when he gets gets this ban for his degenerative uh, gambling problem. But um, yeah, I'll take five to four. Brentford score two or more against Leeds. Yeah, you'd you'd think that was uh, certainly live. But I mean, I mean, as much as I like how Leeds are playing, and I thought they were unlucky against Aston Villa uh, last week when I when I backed them. The, the main concern for me this week, the main handicap here, Baz, is these reports of all the senior players or a, a selection of the senior players um, wanting Jesse Marsh to get sacked and sort of going against Jesse Marsh, going to the board, saying they want to change the management. Now, that, to me, is a major concern. Uh, you've yeah. seen enough um, unrest in Newcastle squads down the years to know that if the player's down tools, you're fucked. Like, so add to that... Um, 
that Brentford are full of confidence and in their last two away games, they won at West Ham and Manchester City. Um, I'm going to keep this simple. I'm going to back Brentford, 15-8 uh, on the money line, plus 187. Um, it's going to be my selection there. Uh, second two o'clock game on Sunday is Manchester City against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Manchester City are 7-39, to 39, uh, minus 5.55, draw 7-1. to one. Wolves 11-1. to one. Uh, Man City, we've already talked about the top game with Tottenham tonight. Uh, I thought that was what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Man City in general. Um, they just, they, I think the key word here is unreliable. In that first half, they looked unreliable. And then the second half, they were brilliant. But would you trust them to come out and do what they did in the second half to Wolves? You just, I don't know what's going on. I said at the top, I'm not good enough to work out what's going on. So what I did was, got myself out of that. I don't want to pick a side. I didn't want to pick goals. This could be anything for me. Um, so, I took a, a a leaf out of your book, Baz, and I added towards the corners market. And I loved this pick. I, had, I did this this afternoon before the Manchester City um, Tottenham game tonight. And I absolutely loved my pick. So, I'll take you through my, what my pick is. And then, how it would have panned out tonight because this was a little bit head-scratching. So, um, Manchester City are averaging 8.1 corners at home. Uh, Wolves are averaging 4.5 corners away, which is a total of 12.6. Uh, the line here is set at 10, uh, and it's actually juiced towards the over as well. So you're getting 11 to 10, uh, plus 110, um, about over 10 corners. So that's my bet. I then had a look tonight and I stopped counting Baz at 10 corners because it was a winner, um, which happened in the 37th minute of the game. I was like, oh, well, this is easy. This is great. I mean, this game's going to finish on 30 corners. Like, um, as it happens, we then got on the show or just before we um, started recording, I mentioned it to you. And what did you have to tell me about this corner at all, Baz? I think one corner in the second half. Yeah, so we had we had ten at half time. It finished on eleven. Um, yeah, very very quiet. Despite there being plenty of attacking endeavour and stuff in that second half, only one corner. Uh, so it would have cashed. Um, but when I stopped counting, we were like forty percent of the way through the game, um, and I was expecting the corner count to finish on twenty eight, and it actually stopped on eleven. But anyway, um, that's going to be my pick. Just like I say, I didn't want anything to do with Man City because I don't know. I, handicap what they're going to do they're a problem every week at minus 500 they always pose you a problem um, so I've, I've taken the easy way out but I found it I found it better and I really like it Buzz that's that uh, yeah I mean I've, I'm not, not not against that but I'm, I'm happy to go with Man, Man City here um, and, and the reason will become obvious um, the, the home form in terms of goals, they, they can be relied upon far more. I know you, you we're saying that they're very inconsistent and stuff at the moment, but um, recently they have put four past Chelsea in the FA Cup at home and have scored four tonight against Spurs. So, you know, two teams who are who are fairly highly regarded, mostly, um, although not in their finest of form at the moment. So, yeah, since the break, they have only played the three at home. They did have a 1 1 against Everton. Uh, Four past Spurs, four past Chelsea. Looking further back, though, their the home form, they've scored four against Southampton, six against Man United, 
Six against Forest, four against Palace, four against Bournemouth, four against Chelsea, four against Spurs. That's seven games this season at home. They've scored four or more. Um, they've got three where they haven't. They had a one-one against Everton, lost two-one to Brentford, and they had a two-one win against Fulham. So I'm I'm happy enough to take Man City goals here. Um, as you say, if you don't go down the Man City route, I, I just I can't. I can't find anything with, with Wolves that I, that I would fancy. So you start looking at markets like you're looking at the sort of corners and things yeah. like that. But I'm happy. I, I think Man City to score three or more here um, at a price of around five to six is, is good enough for me, given that they've, they've sort of hit that line, well, with, a, with an extra goal to spare. Seven out of ten games in the league, they've hit four goals. So, so aiming for the three, I, I, I think should be fine. Um, five to six, City to score three or more You're okay mute, no, uh, uh, no I was just telling um, the teenage daughter to me, to, um, but, yeah. no I wasn't I was telling her to turn the telly down a bit I don't know why she's not in bed frankly but it's five past eleven on a school night like you know but uh, I'm not allowed to talk about for seven years so I can't tell her that um, final game to look at is probably the game of the week um, a lot of talk about this one 4.30 on Sunday afternoon um, 11.30 Eastern time Kick-off between Arsenal and Manchester United, where Arsenal will come into this one as the 4-5, minus-125 favourites. The draw is 14-5, plus-280. And Manchester United are 16-5, plus-320. Um, I'll let you handicap this one, Baz. Just add that Arsenal have been busy in the transfer market. Leandro Trossard, a player I really, really like. Um, he's one of the first names on my DFS team sheet every week. Um, but Arsenal, he, he sort of spat the spat the dummy a bit, Trossard. He's had his head turned um, after the World Cup. Down tools and Arsenal have picked Trossard up. So that's a good signing. Whether he's what they need or not, um, we'll find out. But Arsenal against Manchester United, Baz. Yeah, so as I say, it looks a, it looks a good game on paper. Um, Man United still the only team to beat Arsenal this season. So remember, man, you did win at Old Trafford uh, 3-1 back in September. Back to reality a little bit for Man United last night after a winning streak um, and potentially the shortest-lived title charge in history because four days ago they were all getting excited that they were right in the title race. And I think that talk's calmed down a little bit after a draw last night. Uh, and I think that talk will be dead entirely if lose this one to Arsenal. Um Casemiro has been instrumental for Man United in, in recent times and there's been a lot of talk about the battle between him and Party this weekend. I've seen a lot on Twitter of Man U fans, Arsenal fans back and forwards about Party v Casemiro and who's the best and all that. Uh, we won't find out this weekend because Casemiro picked up a yellow card last night which was his Do you not think that was a red card, by the way? I do, eh? He was, he was about two foot off the floor, wasn't he? That <laughs> was minging. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. He lunged in. I, I thought it was a red as well. But uh, yep. anyway, it's a yellow card that sees him suspended. And he'll definitely be a big loss for him. Um, it's a long time since either team lost the game, isn't it? Um, and as we said, you know, Man United, recent form has all come against lesser teams at home. Um, so it definitely poses a different challenge. Um, there's not a lot of trends in terms of the over-unders or the both teams to score for either team. Um, so I went down and looked at sort of recent head-to-heads. We had 3-1 earlier in the season at Old Trafford. Last season in this fixture, Arsenal won 3-1. And at Old Trafford last season, Man United 3-2. So there is goals there in the last, last few, certainly over last season and this season. Uh, and I think we could see goals again. I'm between 
I think the over to the eight to eleven is 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 the pick for me here. But I, I think Man United might get at least a couple of those three goals, and I think Man United to score two or more at two to one is, is tempting for me. Um, I think it could be, you know, we could be looking at something like a three-two, a two-two, something like that. Um, so I, I fancy the goals. I'll take over two point five as we pick it here to eleven. Um, but I am, I am very tempted with Man United to score two or more, two to one in this game. Also, um, okay, yeah, I didn't expect you to go quite as uh, quite as wild in the aisles there, Baz. Uh, like it. Um, for me, handicapping this, I was happy to use recent form in games that have kind of got a good comparison to this one. So Arsenal swept aside Tottenham uh, last week very comfortably. Um, Manchester United was second best against Manchester City last week until they got that dodgy goal and turned it around. Um, And then, as I suspected, they didn't get it all their own way um, against Crystal Palace on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Casemiro... It's going to be a big miss for them. I thought Arsenal were excellent last week at Tottenham. Um, and I kept this really, really easy, Baz. I've got the better team with home advantage. Um, Arsenal on the money line, four to five, minus 125. Baz, no need to overcomplicate this at all. Bosh, in and out, uh, getting the cue. Three to Arsenal. Drop Three to Arsenal, everyone's a winner. Yeah. Um, and that has got us to the end of the uh, the nine game uh, slate. So there's all our picks. Like I said, we have got a 10th game, but we'll do that on Sunday night, which is Fulham against Tottenham, which is, that's probably why I haven't heard those two um, teams have their names called on this show. Uh, so Baz, as is now becoming tradition, you've got a parley and a goal scorer pick and a dog for us. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the, the goal scorer, feeling the pressure now, four out of four on the goal scorers. Um, and I'm going back to the well with Ivan Tony this week. Um, so we we went back to back with Rashford a few weeks ago. Ivan Tony hit for us with a with a dodgy penalty last week, didn't he? Um, yeah. But it's this whole thing for for me. It's the um, Leeds defence. I think Brentford will get goals. I've, I went for Brentford to score two or more in the game, and generally, if Brentford are scoring two or more, Ivan Tony's having a part of that. And as you pointed out, big scoring in the reverse leg with Ivan Tony getting a hat trick last time round against Leeds. So six to four, Ivan Tony anytime is the score I pick. You've got a score yourself, haven't you? I have. I've got one, yeah. Um, so, he was a little bit unlucky last week at the underside of the crossbar. I've taken Everton to win at West Ham. Um, they're going to win 1-0 and it's going to be uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, in his knickers and bra. Um, he's going to get the goal. So, he's 11-4, to four, Baz, plus 275. Uh, DCL. Has, I don't mind him, you know. Yeah. I watched him very closely a couple of seasons ago. Um, I can't remember the score was. I assume we got beat. It was a couple of seasons ago. We got beat all the time. Um, and he was really good. Good movement. He looked like a pain in the arse to play against. He was he was physical. He was sort of his arms and elbows and standing on defenders' toes and um, in the referee's look. And I just thought, yeah, he looked, he looked all right. He looked like a proper number nine. And, and we, we do it's like the a number nine. Problems, the injury problems that are the, the main concern. Of course, yeah. But we, we have that as well. With he's, he's a good player, Ali. Yeah. Um, and if they, if they do bring him in, then uh, the, the, everything that the board and Eddie Howe's touched so far has earned our done enough to earn our trust. So no, I, I like um, Calvert-Lewin. I like him what even price? more. 
Uh, 11 to 4. 11 to 4 for that. Uh, 11 to 4, so that's my one. Uh, Aka? Oh. Aka, I'm going with the goals. Back to the goals. Team goals, Aka. Um, so we have, you know, we're now one for four. Um, struggled a little bit with that last week. Uh, but we've been close on a, on a few of them as well. So I, I think definitely worth persisting with. I've gone with... Um, Brentford, who I, who I took with my main pick, Brentford to score two or more. Um, Brighton against Leicester. Again, Brighton just seems goals galore at the moment. Um, Was that like... Brentford to win or Brentford goals? No, no, Brentford goals. So we're going team goals right. over no, 1.5. Yeah. Brentford over 1.5 yeah. for Brighton. And Man City to score three or more. So I'm actually replicating three Ooh. of my picks from the games. Um, yeah. but, but all of them are... I fancy quite strongly. I, I, you know, Brighton have got goals in them every week at the moment. Um, Brentford, as I say, against Leeds, put five past them last time round. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. Man City will score three, no, no problem. Um, give me that at around just over seven to one, plus seven twenty-five um, okay. in American prices. But uh, seven to one, we'll have that. Nice. Um... Yeah, my, my three-teamer is, um, again, three, three of the picks that I gave out. So leg one is Liverpool to beat Chelsea. Um, I've got, again, rule number one of uh, betting British football, which is you don't put the Saturday lunchtime game in your bet because it loses and then you fuck for the rest of the weekend. Um, but I'm doing it. Um, I've got time to reload if it goes wrong. Liverpool to win at 11 to 13. Uh, Leicester Brighton over two and a half goals at four to five. And Southampton Villa, both teams to score three to four. And that pays just a smidge over five to one, Baz. So um, a couple of points shorter uh, for my parley. And have you got a dog? I've got an underdog, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd hovered around two. Um, but I've went with Brentford. I know you've picked them as your player yep. this week um, at a decent price against Leeds. Um, 19 to 10 for Brentford. I, I'm, I'm tempted a little bit with Forrest as well, just in the interest of... Uh, Continuing to fade Bournemouth, which has worked well for me so far. Yeah. Well, like Forrest did you a favour at Southampton, didn't they? It's three say, to one. I mean, it, it is hard for teams at the bottom end to win three in a row. And equally, it's not very often teams like Bournemouth go and win, lose seven, eight, nines on the bounce, which is where they're heading at the moment. So it could be a game where Bournemouth, um, you know, could come out of their their slump, uh, but yeah, I do fancy Forest uh, at a price uh, close to two to one. But I'll take Brentford as my underdog this week. Um, yeah, I think we'll both both agree that looks looks decent. As you say, with Leeds potentially having a little bit of unrest behind the scenes, could feed nicely yeah. into that. Yeah, so I'll, for my underdog play, I'll, I'll I did like Brentford, but I'll I'll take another pick. I'll I'll stick with Everton. Um, Again, you're talking about unrest at, at Leeds. I think this this home, um, the the supporters and the home atmosphere at the London Stadium is going to be a problem for West Ham. Uh, they lost um, Skamaka as well, the the big Italian striker who looked quite sharp. And uh, oh, in fact, Danny, Danny, Danny yeah, fucking hell, does that, that be all right? I, does I that move the needle right. for you? It does absolutely nothing for me. I think nothing I think... at all. For a six-month, for a team who are struggling to score goals, bringing him in till the end of the season to to try and get them out of the mess they're in, he'll he'll pick them up some goals along the way. Um, he'll get more goals from them than Antonio looks like scoring at the moment because Antonio 
looks absolutely garbage, uh, disinterested, just miles away. He had a great start of last season, didn't he? Tailed mm-hmm. off towards the end of last season and then is, is just anonymous this time when you see him. He's, yeah, he never looks like scoring. So I, I think Ings is an all right signing. It's very similar to to us with our Chris Wood signing last year, isn't it? Similar sort of thing. It's He's brought in to do a job, isn't he, to, to get them out of the mess. And yeah, pick up, pick, him, uh, pick him up five or six goals here or there. I think he'll do it. Yeah, well, uh, Wood to the trees today. He's signed for Nottingham Forest, um, which is a good bit of business for Newcastle. I think got him, got him off the books. Um, big, big, um, pay packet as well. Um, off the payroll there for Newcastle. So yeah, okay. Well, I'm not in on Danny Ings. So if he is going to score some goals, let's hope he doesn't start. Um, on Saturday and start next week. Let's get this Everton dog over the line. Equally, I'd re- I'd love Everton to get beat. 26 nil. So if they do get beat, I will uh, not be in any way uh, disappointed. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's got us to the end of the show, Baz. Do you have anything else you'd like to tell the people about? No, not not any, not at the moment. No, I think we got it out tonight. early on. My my vegan day was. Uh, we got it out. The vegan day, the crisp yeah. flavors, uh, all of that. Okay, then. right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Usual places. Um, Sports Gambling Podcast. So come download the app. Um, there's loads of great stuff on there. The Golf Gambling Podcast. I've been listening to Golf Seasons in full swing. But the NFL stuff, the playoffs, uh, if you could have a bet, there's playoff games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, loads of good player props and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, like, rate, review. You know what to do. Um, we do appreciate it. Thank you very much, uh, Barry. Cheers. Uh, thanks everyone for listening Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night uh, to review all of our winners and find some stuff for next midweek as well Uh, and until then we will see you down the road cheers 